0: hello there i'm fernanda i'm so excited to be back this is your favorite podcast we took a week break for thanksgiving and i'm grateful for you listening to us right now it means the world welcome back to hanging on sunset today we have the pleasure to talk to the coolest guy in the la rock scene this week it's all about iron point we have our good friend and talented anthony here with us anthony goes by nino and he was at the podcast before with his other band teenage wrist he's the drummer for teenage wrist i totally recommend you to go back on season one and listen to the that as as well. But in case you didn't know, Anthony is the frontman for Iron Point. Stay here with us to find out more and at the end of the episode, listen to your new favorite hit, the delightful song by Iron Point. everyone, today on the episode we have Anthony, but you go by
1: Nino, right?
2: I go by Nino, yeah. So we
0: have Nino on the show.
2: <laughs> and it's not the first time actually. No. Because no. we had Anthony last year because we were talking about Teenage Wrist mm-hmm. and the, your new album mm-hmm. and about potentially going on tour if everything was going well yeah, with the we, pandemic. And we did. And you did. And we did. It all worked out. And we got to see you play live at the Fondi. that was amazing. But also you are uh the front man uh leader a charismatic leader of the band iron point oh thanks and uh, <laughs> and we love all of your projects <laughs> it seems and, so, we, and we
1: got to play a show together
2: yeah and we got to play a show together that's true That first of right. many yeah that's right <laughs> we got to play with iron point at uh harvard and stone with my band uh, yard of blondes we were substituting for uh the band analog party and they called us hey guys we can do it so that would boys. be good yeah can you substitute fuck yeah those oh, boys yeah. i just can't yeah like those boys. the community <laughs> community <laughs> is, is working community. right it's developing it is a yeah. community
0: I'm, ha- I'm happy about that
2: so we were very, very happy for all of those But I'm going to interrupt you, Vincent, for know, a second. I know, I know, because I'm mm-hmm. getting and carried away.
1: Nino,
0: we're mm-hmm. going to have to ask you again. I don't know if you remember from last time, but that's how we start the show. Mm-hmm. What did you do to save rock and roll?
1: What What did I do or what will I do? <laughs> or, or what or was what, the plan? <laughs> what, what
2: did you do? What have
0: you done or what, what have you been
1: doing? Whatever is in your mind. Uh, I i don't know it's a funny it's a funny thing i i had a feeling you guys would ask me that again i had to really think about it and i completely forgot
0: <laughs> but that's when it's fun
1: no because you know it's like it's a funny thing um you know when we talked about it in Teenage teenagerist it's a funny concept because rock is a really broad thing um i think uh you know not to sound too cheesy but rock ends up usually being like it's it just it just takes it kind of just shifts in form like you know, someone, uh, my, my friend, uh, Rebecca, she has a, a publishing thing called uh, Banded, And she was saying that, uh, she quoted somebody that's like rock and rolls, not dead. That was just hung over, <laughs> you know, yeah. like it just, it kind of rock comes out in different ways. And for me, I think when I started iron point personally, I was like, I just want to write rock music and what what rock music to me is blaring guitar solos, you know, mm-hmm. like loud vocals. And you know, it, it's simple. It, it's, it just, it's more about a feeling than anything else. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, to, to me, to me, rock just kind of embodies just, you know, a lot of, uh, passion and drive and just having like, and I don't take, taking things and sort of making them lighthearted and, um, you know, that's what it is to me. But I know to other people, it's like a technical thing. Like rock is like just, you know, Oh, you have guitars in your band, you're a rock band. Mm -hmm. Um, so you're saying it's more like an attitude. Yeah. I mean, you know, cause it kind of has to be, um, and especially, you know, and, and since the last time we talked, I've thought about it more, and I realized that's exactly what rock and roll is. It's like not about, you know, spitting whiskey and leather, you know, <laughs> you know. Although you could. Uh, no, we were just at the Rainbow yesterday. I bumped into Fernando at the Rainbow yesterday. I was drinking whiskey. I wasn't wearing leather though. Um, but uh, I'm
2: sure there were a lot of leather. There was
1: so much. There's so much. <laughs> God love it, man. But you, but like you know, but I love that though. Like to me, like when I came up, it was like. Like rock music was such a presence. And I think for me, I've always wanted to have an imprint in that. And, you know, I think, you know, there's not about saving something as much as it is like trying to make sure that you, you know, embody being a part of that spirit. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: And I think, I think rock music's a spirit, like soul music is a spirit. Like there's a lot of really fantastic soul singers and jazz singers, but like sometimes they don't, there's just something that people have and I think I, I, I'm very grateful to just contribute to it in a way that brings people joy
0: totally and I and feel like it, uh, it's also innovating because I feel yeah. like all the time I ask myself where is the new Led Zeppelin where is the new right. Strokes it's not that we need a band exactly
1: like them but mm-hmm. we want
0: like the innovation like someone like taking a and coming up with
1: some, something new yeah and, and someone being unashamed. like rock is unashamed that's what I'm gonna say so like what I wanna do is like slowly strip away my weird like Oh, there's like the guilty pleasures. Like, you know, like, like, fuck that. Like, you know, I just want to, I want to like do fun things on stage. I want to be funny on stage. I want to say funny things. I want, I want to have a good time, cover fun songs, like or write fun songs. And, you know, it's just like, I think that's like, cause why do we love Aerosmith? It's cause it's all over the place. Like, you know, Steven Tyler could write the most beautiful ballad and it rips and he could also be ridiculous. Yeah. And and both at the same time. And I think that's what it is. It's just, you know,
2: being, entertaining at the same time
1: yeah unashamed like just making light of how complicated life is is rock and roll it's mm-hmm. it's just rebellious in that way and and i'm not trying to be like a political rock star yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. so for me it's just it's about just bringing light to
0: i mean at the yeah. end music is about to be fun right no matter yeah. what kind of music it should be to,
3: yeah yeah you'd hope. you're
2: putting on a show so there should yeah. be uh something yeah
0: and i feel like now that after the pandemic when vincent and i were going more to shows we also realized that the bands that we see that they have a very like they can engage with the audience like it's just such a good vibe it's such a good energy
2: yeah Yeah, totally i think that's important yes and uh i think uh when we played with you with iron point at the harvard and stone you you had that yeah totally that uh yeah the the way you dressed the way you're talking to the audience and engaging everybody. It's like, it's a party. It's not a, just a show. There there has
1: to be some, like, you know, I had a lot of debate in my, like, you know, like internally about like, oh, like, do you have to be Liam Gallagher and like completely be above the audience and like almost ignore them? Or do you need to be someone like Dave Grohl who's like hyper engaging, you know? And, and then in my mind, none felt like perfectly I think I lean more towards like Dave Grohl he's also a Capricorn so <laughs> um but uh but I think like yeah you know you people come to shows because they you know you want to be entertained like I, I think it's really cool when you go to see an artist and they have a message and something that they're giving and I think a lot of people right now are leaving a very strong imprint of that where they like have a statement they believe something and that's why people are going to the shows but sometimes you want to go to a show just to be like oh that's a dude on stage having a really great time. And it makes me want to have a great time and then there's also those sub messages if people want to read into my songs and things um they can because you know i my songs are about real shit and you know at least for me in my experience so you can't be to, both to have yeah you to have the layers present it like really colorful and fun and then allow people invite them you know like mm-hmm. that's what i want to do like you know i'm a, I'm a, I'm a party person invite people and in, make them feel comfortable and have a good time and you know and then they can read into the other bits if they want to, you know?
2: So when did you guys start iron point? So iron point started
1: in 2015, funny enough. All um, oh, right. And it was a three piece, um, with, uh, two old friends of mine. Well, you know, my, my best friend I grew up with and someone I was dating and, uh, it was very different. It was like, we were trying to go for like the head and the heart. All right. Where it was kind of like folk indie. Uh
2: huh.
1: Um, and then, you know, uh, there was two singers. It was me and, uh, my ex at the time. But then, you know, everyone kind of just, you know, went their separate ways and, and did their thing. And I, I asked him, hey, can I keep the name? Because I have some songs that I wrote and they're kind of more rock. And they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, sure. And so I kept the name. And at the time, um, my, my my guitar player and my, and my um, cohort, Adam uh, Jimenez, uh, was playing with me just doing like cover gigs. And he was sitting in on Iron Point stuff. And then I was like, do you want to just do this with me? And he was like, yeah so we would do like coffee shops and things and I did it I did so many acoustic shows for like three years like iron point was just like this acoustic band uh, mm-hmm. and it was just me doing covers and things and um, oh interesting yeah and then and then around 2017 uh, seventeen, eighteen I started doing uh, shows I, I put a band together um, and I had a bunch of people um, come through that band even um, uh, You know, one of my homies, Mike, uh, he plays bass in Mountain Joy. Like he, he came and sat in, and like I, I had a bunch of friends come through and just facilitate, you know. uh, You know, uh, having a band, and but I only had like a handful of songs, and so we would just do some songs, some covers, and then like I was like, we should probably write a thing, and then we took a year off, and then we wrote an EP. Nice, and then that's where we landed during the pandemic. We just put out the EP. We're just like, fuck it, let's just put out some music, you know.
2: That's fucking cool. Yeah, it's great. And you, it seems you have a various influences uh uh going through that um going into that songwriting in your band yeah uh, tons we, we were discussing it with uh fernanda mm-hmm. and listening to it on the way here yeah what what's and, you what, what do you think uh, yeah. yeah so we had <laughs> a debate yeah we were
0: having a debate we were listening to golden i adore that song by yeah, the way too. thank you I, we were saying like this song it's a hit. Like, why it's not on the radio yet?
2: Yeah, we were like, it should be on the it radio. It should be on the radio. Like, that's what like... K-Rock should be playing right now. Oh, <laughs> thanks guys. That means a lot. Thanks. Yeah, that's
0: yeah. what we, that's what our first discussion and then we were like trying to dig. Yeah, try
2: to see the influences and I said,
0: you said Lenny Kravitz.
2: Yeah, I said, I had a, someone else a said vibe funny. of uh, 90s Lenny Kravitz that's awesome that's great
0: and then I added I at least for me I love Kwai. so I, oh, I
1: love Kwai. I,
0: yeah so I could feel that like you know the groovy. vibe the groovy yeah, yeah you know Jamiroquai. it's funny
1: if I the way that I used to sing my songs it and it landed more in like the Adam Levine Jamiroquai like kind of nasally like very like it's like soulful crossover thing mm-hmm. um and I've tried to like open up my voice more because like I love Chris Cornell and um i try to like kind of have like i can't but like i, I aim that way um, because i like the shouty vocals and stuff but um but yeah you know someone else said lenny kravitz and i didn't think about that because i oh, love really? I, lo- I love lenny kravitz I, it I, seems so yeah. obvious to me
2: i was like fernanda i, I nailed was
1: this. i
0: was like lenny kravitz <laughs> and jimmy had a baby that's awesome i mean
1: like <laughs> what, what it actually came from what golden came from was um bill withers had passed away and I uh-huh. and I wrote a bass line, I was like, Oh, I really love the song Use Me by Bill Withers. And I used to cover it in Iron Point. So I was like, it'd be a really nice homage to Bill Withers if I can kinda of like rock it out and do something mm-hmm. like subtle. And no one else hears it until you start hearing the bass line. It kinda of has that down 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 that like that funk thing. Because mm-hmm. when I came up, funny enough, I didn't get into rock music until middle school. I loved Motown music and R and B music because my dad used to be a DJ back in the '80s, and I always tell people this story. That's amazing. So I came up with top forty, and like R and B, and I loved like I loved all this stuff. Like I just I just loved like cool bass lines. Mm. I loved funk music like so much. Like um, I was
2: gonna say, it's very soul. Yeah, it it has that right. Yeah, but I
1: think to me though, like I, I. I'm very respectful of that genre because I don't consider myself like a soul artist in any way. And like, I don't have the chops even to like, you know, like to do that, but like, I love the energy and that's what that song, and that's what Lenny Kravitz has, you know, he leans into that soul world and like in sort of like the, like the seventies sort of like, you know, um, the Al Greens and the things like that, like it leans into that. And I love Al Green. So um, it had that. And then I was like, I want a song that kind of sounds like, a modern aerosmith single like mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. I, I want it to be silly but i really want it to hit you know and and so adam and i got together we sped the song up it was way slower i, I can show you guys the demos it's way slower and um and then we kind of like added like we just added bits and pieces and he and i kept layering the song together and it was just really fun to make the whole thing um and then the engineer um or the excuse me the um the mixing engineer on, on who mixed that song with me um kevin mccombs was the engineer on the teenage Risk record oh. so he helped me kind of bring that thing out and like make it really punchy and dry and i, I was like super into death from above uh mm-hmm. 1979 and i was like can we go for like that dryness and oh, he was like oh yeah totally God. so it was funny it was a good mix you know like a lot of influences came it was a multi-tiered thing but um i'm very proud of that song so i'm glad you guys. yeah you
2: it. can hear it's your music is very referenced but at the same point there's nothing obvious that you know it's not like a ripoff yeah. or something or another. yeah and, and like, the best part is you
1: could like someone goodness. else said it's like someone else is like oh it reminds me of Audio Slave and i was like that's so interesting there's not really that many riffs in it like uh-huh. it's not totally Audio Slavey, mm-hmm. but um but i guess just from the virtue of me singing high on some part uh-huh. or whatever well yeah but i don't know it's fun I, I love it i love when people take away something different that that's the best part like because if it was someone like and there's no offense to them it had to come up eventually but like if it was greta van fleet right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know um You know, that does put itself in a little pocket. They have a song that sounds like Heart. They have a song that sounds like Aerosmith. They have a song that sounds like Led Led Zeppelin. And then when you come to an Iron Point show, you're like Lenny Kravitz. I'm like, that's really funny, but that's not what it is. Like, you know, because it's awesome. Like, I love Lenny Kravitz. And I love that people take away different things from Iron Point. That's like Mm -hmm. the ultimate compliment. So, you know, it worked out.
2: And live, I really got the uh, Aerosmith vibe too.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I I pull from him a lot. Him and Eddie Vedder as far as like front men. I'm Uh like, that's... I'm not as serious as Eddie Vedder, but... (laughs) <laughs> I love the way he jumps around I definitely would lean that way yeah yeah, yeah. pretty amazing front man uh, <laughs> uh,
0: yeah I'm a fan
1: <laughs> yeah I'll, yeah. see like him climbing the rafters like terrifies me like I I, I probably will never do that and I'll probably never this smash is, like, a guitar iconic,
0: this picture of him climbing like it's like a dream one day I'll have the original dude
1: I, you know it's, what and say what you will about Machine Gun Kelly, man, but he's been climbing crap, and late- know, I've been watching all that stuff lately. I'm gonna mean, do him and Fever three three three, man. They're like
2: Fever, it's crazy. I I got
1: uh, yeah, we got we got to, Teenage Wrist got to play with those dudes, and they're really sweet guys. But oh my god, man, they scare me. I, I don't I don't do any of that climbing shit. I'm not, that's why I'm not a rock star, is, you know. I'm like I'm I'm just under, under the threshold.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're fine. You're behind the drums with a Teenage Wrist, so you don't have to do that crazy mm-hmm. shit. You can just like push your dreams and be a badass. Yeah, there you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you they are, they are I push them over yeah but we'll get to see with Iron Point maybe someday you get crazy enough to I don't know who knows enough whiskey
1: <laughs> and leather like I said then all of a sudden I'm gonna start feeling the risky. right
0: amount of whiskey and leather yeah
1: and that's, yeah, and that's an album right there uh,
2: <laughs> you know I love and that, that I love title. that yeah, yeah.
1: rock records man
2: so uh, let's go back to your uh, childhood because yeah. you said your 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 dad was a DJ in the eighties. Yeah, what was
1: my relationship with
2: my father? And, uh, no, I love my dad. <laughs> I actually love my dad so much. He's
1: he's he's amazing. Hi, dad. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, he, you no, know, <laughs> he's glad. he's he's a total he's he's a total badass. I love him so and that, much. And that
2: was I guess that was the your first um, uh, relation. Your relationship with music started with. With him and the- Yeah, well, my family just
1: in general. Oh, my, okay. you know, my mom and dad. I, I love them, but they're so supportive. They come to the shows, and, and they've always just been right there with me in all this. Um, but they're so great. Like you know, they're always like, you know, I show them. I remember Golden, for example. They were like, "Oh, this song is like, it's just so great. You should put horns on stuff, and like, you should do." It. And they and they will pull out records oh, nice. and they'll show me. Like they they're so involved, and it's amazing. Um, I'm very grateful for that and very blessed. But um, yeah, coming up as a kid, um, the big push into rock music was um you know i saw school of rock like ever like a lot of us did and i was like oh like i want to do that like you know I, I can do that like i'm a kid i can play music and um i heard all these songs i was like what's that like oh it's like that's acdc who's that oh that's cream and just like in the movie um my next door uh, neighbor um rob lydon he was uh you know he was, he's, a, he's an uncle to me he would drop off like stacks of cds in my front porch every friday Oh. And it would be like deep purple, like deep, and like deep cuts, and like Black That's Sabbath. Very cool. And he and and I got into rock music, and he would hear me drumming all the time. Because I started drumming when I was eleven. I'm gonna be thirty in January. Um, and so uh, and he would be like, oh, like try this record out. Here's ZZ Top. Here's, um, like you know Cream. Here and he would just all the classics. Like, Creedence Clearwater Revival. Like Rush. Like and, and he would just leave them on my porch with little notes. Be like, oh, check out the drum solo on this, and check this out. And it was like homework and so um, I just I was very lucky because my dad would always be playing rock music you know and, and, and also all different kinds of music like you know like he got me into a lot of like the 90s alternative stuff like he got me into like Matchbox 20 and like Third Eye Blind and like because he would have these uh, compilation CDs
3: uh-huh. and he'd
1: be like check this out check this out and then like he would buy all those remember those Now things like Now 11 Now 17 did you ever, guys ever get those like they were compilation records of top forty. Oh like, yes, I used to have yeah. those.
0: Even like eighties collections because I was obsessed with the eighties when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah. I was, like now yeah. that's yeah, so it, but those. they were called
1: like nows and um, you know, I and then I would just slowly and slowly get into um, more music. But no, I, everyone just showed me music. My sister was like, she was the one who got me into indie, and then she had this like like very very like just perfectly curated stack of it was like Weezer's Blue and Green album, mm-hmm. the White Stripes. Uh, you know elephant it had um the strokes it had hot hot heat it had the vines the hives like the best of that, was, so, that
0: was a good time for so music so it
1: was oh man early 2000s rip. and so but i had all this influence coming in at the same time mm. and so like you know like i remember when i was learning drums like franz ferdinand had just released a single uh and i was like oh i can play that because it was really simple
0: that was actually my first show ever franz, ferdinand? franz oh. ferdinand in brazil they opened for youtube
1: Oh nice! Wow, that's amazing. That was my first show ever. Probably a massive.
0: A stadium.
2: And and just
1: and just even show you how diverse like I came up in my first concert ever was In (laughs) Sync. Ever. In Sync. (laughs) In Sync. Nice. Like everyone's like, oh, my first concert was Tom Petty or like whatever. I'm like, dude, I saw In Sync twice.
2: Oh really? (laughs) I
1: saw and they ripped. It was awesome. I saw In Sync twice, and then like my actual first rock concert was Trans Siberian Orchestra. What is that? they uh they do like christmas songs like metal christmas songs <laughs> and then and then my first concert yeah. that i like went to that i went like i decided to go was red hot chili peppers and mars volta Ooh. Ooh. and that blew my fucking mind that was right after stadium arcadium yeah. came out and red hot oh, chili peppers amazing. are one of my favorite bands uh, yeah of all time.
0: me too i that's yeah. why I, I wanted to live in california since i was nine years yeah, old see, because of want- the red hot chili peppers <laughs>
1: You know, and I, the funny thing is, I was born in Los Angeles, but then um, when I was really young, I was like four. Of my family moved me up to Northern California, so there was like you know not really much to do. It was a really beautiful town, but um, all I really did was listen to music and and stuff. And so all I, my dream was to come back to LA, and the Chili Peppers were like a big, huge, huge. Totally, on that, yeah. totally.
0: It's funny because I went to the Roxy last night with a friend, mm-hmm. with my roommate actually, mm-hmm. and a friend. But then I would remember like, oh, I haven't been here in a while. But my first show at the Roxy was the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, no way. I was 21 years old. And I had at that point, I had never seen them live. And I grew up like they're my favorite band. Was that
1: that I'm With You? I'm, like, I'm With You, yeah. Wow, you, now, oh, you went to that? Oh, my yeah. gosh. That's so, amazing.
0: That, I mean, that's just, this is what I did. I, I It was like a private event.
2: Mm-hmm. So How I did went, you get into that?
0: Uh, I Did just, I just always get this thing in my mind that I always get in.
1: I wish I had that. Do
2: you have a secret to share? Not
0: really, just passionate. I feel like people just see how passionate I am. I just love the music. Like you, you
2: arrive and you're like,
0: please. You no, know, well, I'll, I'll finish the story. So <laughs> Sorry. I, I camped, I camped in front of the Roxy from 8 a.m. I, I got there, I think at 8 a.m. Wow. And the show was a night, obviously. So, I at this point, I had never seen the Red Hot Chili Peppers. It was, like, literally my dream, the dream of my life to see I them live. Him. And then they opened the show with um, Can't Stop, but I was still outside. So when Chad Smith started the Can't Stop drums, I literally looked at the secure guard at the Roxy. I was, like, having, like, an anxiety attack because I want to be there That's... so bad. And then I started crying. I looked at him, and I, I was crying. And then secure guard, like, She's fine. Let her. Oh, in. that's wow. fucking
2: cool. And
0: if I started out.
1: crying, he would just kick me over.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. He'd be like, get it that together, was, dude. That
0: was fun. That was pretty epic, though.
1: That's amazing. Oh, it's
2: amazing yeah. you didn't have a ticket, obviously. But no, you, you it, tried. Was a,
0: it was a private event. They were promoting I'm um, album, so it was like a few TV. I remember or that. You didn't yeah. you didn't need it to buy tickets. Like you had to be invited.
1: Yeah, I, I remember that whole thing. I remember that I didn't. They didn't even have like the record coming out. They're just teasing it. There was just Chili Pepper sign, like the asterisks mm-hmm. all over town. I'm like, what is that? And it was like a it date. was so funny. And also, so cool. they
0: record the video. The of the adventures of rain dance really, yeah. Maggie uh-huh. in Venice yeah down the street here yeah. but I used to live in Venice so I remember I was home right by the boardwalk I used to live so I was home and then one of my neighbors was like hey we're gonna go check it out Red Hot Chili Peppers is doing a video on the boardwalk and I was like what,
2: what? I literally that's so cool I
0: literally left everything I was doing around there I'm in the video which we're, is funny. were they uh,
2: playing the really stuff or something
0: yeah, they were playing on a rooftop. I
2: remember that. And yeah, and they
0: did they did a couple songs for us, which was very dope. I think they did "Give It Away" and two other songs. I think "Suck My Kiss" and one more. That's so rad. And uh. a rooftop in Venice, and they, and I was there for hours because they were playing the song over and over again to record the video.
1: Well, you know, and even to go back and like a segue back, like I only knew about the Chili Peppers. So again, like coming up, I came up on Top Forty, right? And I got into the Chili Peppers because of the silliest reason. So actually the whole, so I, so Jack Black is a massive reason why I play music. Um, I saw him in person one time and freaked out. Uh, and the second person (laughs) who got me into music, and this is really weird. The second person who made me want to play music was Weird Al. Oh. Cause he would make, cause he would make fun of all these artists. And I'd be like, what song is that really? And my dad'd be like, oh, that's a, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And then he would get me a greatest hits thing. And I became obsessed with Chili Peppers. i was like, what was that one? He's like, oh, that's Rage Against the Machine. And I just give me that. Like, what was that one? Oh, it's the, and, and and he kept making fun of all these artists. And I got really into the artists because of Weird Al.
3: That's I
1: have I have the weirdest backstory. Like, cause, <laughs> cause, but the, but the truth of the matter is when I was really young, I just re- like, I would just see people doing it. And again, it looked fun. They made it look so convincing. And I was like, I just want to have a good time doing it, which is probably why like people <laughs> uh, when, when, and when they meet me uh, in other situations. They, they think I'm so serious and they meet me. They're like, Oh my God, he's like a total <laughs> goober I you mean, you know,
2: the, when you listen to teenage Wrist, it's not the first thing you're going to have to come to your mind. Like it's, Oh, phone. it's it's not silly. yeah <laughs> it's Which is funny
1: because all the, all the guys in that band are hilarious. Um, they are. And, uh, and they're really smart dudes and, and lovely. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, but, but that's why I have iron point though. Cause I'm just like, I want a band of pirates. I want a band of people that are just absolutely insane.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and it's fun. I get to I get to facilitate. I love that, that you have
2: yeah. your yin and your yang. You, you know? need it.
1: You need it. Yeah, that's great. You know, because I lo- I love drumming, and obviously that was the thing I wanted to do. But then, you know, fast forward. I went so I went to Musicians Institute when I moved out to LA in 2010. Um, I graduated in 2012. Made a bunch of friends. Actually, one of them being Michael O'Grady, who plays guitar with me now, um, and my buddy Nick Diorio, and a bunch of friends. I have a bunch of MI buddies, but. Um, I was like, I'm going to be Josh Freese. I'm going to be like the ultimate session drummer. And so I would play on all these gigs. I played with like, I don't know, 80 plus artists in like 11 years, like something like that, something, you know, and, and so, um, you know, I've done everything. And so then I was like, you know what, like I got to a point where I started playing with people and like, I feel like, and this is no offense to them. I was like, I feel like I could write better songs songs. (laughs) if not i can i know i can definitely write fun songs Mm -hmm. and so then i started writing songs and it completely transitioned um and then i was very lucky to have people like marshall from teenagerist and a lot of friends who were great songwriters who encouraged me and kind of let me do my thing and now i feel like i'm in a good pocket where i can just kind of i like what i write and um you're
2: doing great i encourage everybody who is listening to this go to your favorite platform and stream the whole catalog there's a ep there's the new single and a couple of other tracks i guess right uh yeah there's there was
1: we put out a single two years ago called heaven that was um uh produced by a buddy of mine um, and it was just in his living room so it sounds like it was made in a living room and that but i love that track that, that one's called heaven uh and then there's golden as a single and then the ep and then yeah we're working on more singles and more we're stuff we're, we're gonna see what happens because we, we're writing a lot of music right now oh um, cool but just trying to figure out which direction to take it <laughs> cuz you know I I just write a lot of different songs and so um it's about trying to rein me in mm-hmm. cuz I could my I go everywhere like some days I write like songs that sound like Oasis and other days they sound like freaking Breaking Benjamin like <laughs> it, it, it's all over the place so I just I just need to like you know like not that I even listen to Breaking Benjamin but it has like you know I I just like write all over the place so mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to like kind of rein it in right now but we have a, a few things that we're going to probably be working on that are come out okay, top cool. of the year when so. can we expect
0: new music from our point
1: uh, hopefully uh, top of the year is spring um I'd love I'd love to put out this next single by March at the latest that we're working on it's really fun we've, we've actually been playing it live it's one of the fun little riffs um but hopefully that one comes out cool soon and yeah I think the plan might just be to like you know if I write a single and it's fun just put it out like I don't have a record deal right now so just like you know it's i um, I have a lot of freedom to
2: yeah make my own rules you can experiment and do whatever you want right exactly yeah oh that's great and um you've been traveling uh traveling a lot oh yeah like uh just last week we saw you last tuesday i'm just gonna give an example just yeah so i saw you guys for your understand. event we we put on the first year anniversary show of hanging out sunset at the resident you were here thank you so much for showing yeah it. i loved it that was so fun the next morning, you were in Florida. Yeah. next <laughs> day. day. Yeah. Because you were playing Rockville. I was playing
1: Welcome to Rockville, yeah, Daytona on the Speedway. Yeah. It was nuts. Oh, fuck. How was it? It was nuts. That was the show where the Brass Against the Machine singer peed on some dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I saw no, the footage.
1: But it was amazing. Um, I've got to. Go, um, i always wanted to see Gojira. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And oh, my God, dude. On. Unbelievable, and then it turns out a friend of mine that I used to work at Guitar Center with is their guitar tech. So I bumped into him, and I was oh. like, "What's that?" I, see, like I love this is why I love music. Because I was telling you yesterday at, at the see, I bumped into her at um, at the, <laughs> the Rainbow. Rainbow. <laughs> like I was just like I like I wanted to come to L.A. and everywhere I go, bump into somebody, and that is literally my life. To where like my girlfriend, my family are all like we li- we cannot go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> if if it's Burbank, if it's freaking... Huntington Beach I just I'm like oh hey man like I just I because I because I know I've spent so much time running around but yeah I travel I traveled quite a bit and now I'm home for a while um which will be really nice all of us are so you know get to do some iron point stuff and finish some writing and and just hang out I love LA so much
0: for sure and also what I've noticed like even like running to you and the rainbow stuff I feel like we it's it gives me a sense of a community already you know Mm -hmm. like because I feel like this is good like we all know each other we all like hang out it's i feel like it's it's great
1: yeah and, what, and what's really beautiful is to, you to meet people from all over the world obviously yes. and but like but to actually to, to create genuine connections with these people like you know it's like i enjoy i enjoy seeing you guys when i see you guys i'm always like oh my gosh my friends and like i'm only just getting to know you guys it's such that's like the coolest thing to me that's why i love music Same. too. It's
2: you the know it's a human connection that that is being created yeah it's uh and that's what what i love the most about the podcast and what it whatever we're trying to do yeah we've that. been
0: meeting so many people well, i love what you guys are, i
1: love what you guys are doing because when you guys are talking about like we're really trying to build up this community and whatever i was so gung-ho for that that's why i'm glad to be here in this capacity as well with iron point and talk about it too because it's like i want to be able to contribute in any way to that too anyone who's like talking about bringing people together again like i'm i'm like i'm the party guy like as in like i love <laughs> i love having everyone together you know Um, and and that's my biggest thing. And what was so cool yesterday was um I was with a friend of mine in Hollywood and we were going to the show to go see our friend's band Stang, like Mustang, like Stang. Um, and that guy Drew, who you met, um, Fernando, um, he awesome rock singer and guitar player, like super shredder. And he's another one too. Like he's so fun with the crowd and he shreds. Super cool band, Stang, if you want to look him up. Um and I met him because of the bites from Harvard and Stone from the gig I played at Harvard and Stone with you oh wow, wow. And that's, that's what I love about like and that that to me is why it's and, and music's so fun because whether you're a musician or you're just a person who loves music if you are brave enough to involve yourself in the community and recognize people for what they bring and, and, you, and you really just love them for that you're not trying to like abuse that it's so fast to make friends here mm. like when people complain about LA I understand but it's absolutely not true like it's very very obvious and very easy to just be kind go up to people be like yeah, that was really great and then you come to the next one and just support well, i know it's like yeah it's like it's like, like, exactly, yeah, it's exactly, like, it's like yeah.
0: vincent and i became friends because we were like we were very passionate for, for the same bands mm-hmm. and then it's so funny because the other day um i went to his rehearsal and then he was like, "You're part of the band in Torridge now," and then that makes. <laughs> oh <so> yeah! How? <laughs> by
1: the way, by the way, well done on the silver chair thing. Uh, <laughs> that was nuts. You got uh, to go up there. and do I tried.
0: That? I was very drunk because that was my first time on stage ever. Bucket
1: list. Oh, hey, you know what? Yeah. We're all gonna do karaoke together. Please, Please. Yes, I love. And, and you guys can see my David Lee Roth impression. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, and, and, and we're gonna and we're gonna Please. have a good time. it. We'll and time.
0: I mean, it was also cool because I tagged um daniel jones on um, my video oh, no singing way. frick, and he watched it and he oh, reacted no, like, me, like a bunch of like fires and i was like i was like dude like daniel jones just saw my video singing frick
1: that's <laughs> dream come awesome. true awesome I-, I was like how cool you want to go cover silver chair and then freaking you He's know, it's our singer, favorite band. It's my favorite. Band. band. It's
0: one of my favorite bands too. You know, to me, it's
2: my the, the I band that I can pick
0: one. It's hard for me to pick one band.
2: I I learned how to sing with Daniel Jones. Really, really, just singing all the Silverchair songs. That's amazing. I feel like Silverchair um, was either
1: an East Coast thing here in the states. And they it, were was, huge it was definitely in Brazil. Big everywhere else. Like, cause, huge. cause I, cause Silverchair to me was like an afterthought. And that's no offense to Silverchair. I think uh-huh. they're amazing. But to me, like, there were so many like just obvious like. People that you listen to, like mm-hmm. it was like there was like Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, like you know, Nirvana, like all that was right there. And then Silverchair was sort of like the second stage of grunge, or whatever. Of course, yeah. You know.
2: Their first record is 1995, and, and the 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 issue they had, I think, with the with America yeah. is that they changed side for every record.
1: Yeah, they're so different,
2: and which I love, and that's why I grew up with Daniel Jolte, I think in the first place because he. He transforms
0: in every record. Yeah. He transformed
2: it. And yeah. his voice gets you...
1: heavier on yeah. every record. Like, it's yeah. insane. Like, and an I'll... Anthem for the year 2000. Yeah. Really I like love it. that song. It's my favorites. Like, how heavy is that crap? It's so man? good. Like, yeah.
0: Like... And also, I feel like a lot of people were trying to project on him, like, the new Nirvana. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah well, because it, it kind of came off that way at first. Yeah.
0: And most... exactly. So I feel like they had that pressure. And but and they were so young. Like, it's mind-blowing. They were, like, opening for the Red Hot, actually, the press when they were, like, 14. I was going to say, they were, like, babies yeah it's insane I but think
2: that's why I related to them so much I loved Nirvana but they mm-hmm. were way older than I was and then there was Silverchair mm-hmm. who we were like maybe four or five years older than me mm-hmm. and I could relate to them and yeah. suddenly I was like oh I can be that guy yeah or I can pick up a guitar and uh, do my own
1: songs and stuff. So. And, yeah, and also, also I love that we can all talk about grunge all day. That means you, you guys. You, guys are <laughs> you <great>. know, <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I that's my favorite thing to talk well, about. Well, same. Probably.
1: You know, <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny because you know, like Teenage uh, teenagers gets thrown in the grunge category for obvious reasons, mm-hmm. but um, but we try not to identify with that because there is influence, but we are trying to.
2: It's more diverse. Than- it's
1: way diverse, and um, mm-hmm. especially with the last record, it shows. And but you know, like, but then it's funny. Um, I feel so bad for that camp because then I do Iron Point. And I'm flat out trying to be like Chris Cornell, (laughs) like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's like, I, like we're that, we're that band. I'm trying to be very careful and trying to be like loose with influences. Like I'm an iron point and I'm like, no, 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 we should just like take that song and do that. Like, you know, and, but it's fun Again, It's the yin and yang, you know, it's like, it's good to be subtle and to bring in influences very carefully. Um, and then it's fun to also just kind of hit them on the head Yes. and have the space to do so.
2: And that's why we love you so much as a musician because you. you, everything you touch you turn into gold and those oh. are different areas we love we yeah.
1: love i was like golden gold Yeah. Like, <laughs> exactly. oops oops oops. <laughs> all my all my friends can't do like because i hey man you guys ready to go like yeah we're golden i'm always like no oh. <laughs> <laughs> so no but thank you so much it, it's it's a really exciting thing and again like to meet people who all appreciate it is what's more important to me than anything because that also keeps the influences coming because then sometimes like like you guys will write a song and you'll, you'll play a show and i'll be like shit i want to do like you no know, and then and then all ne- next show i'm going to be like oh man i'm going to turn the guitars up or i'm going to like do this or i want to do a song like that like they have a they have a cool riff i want to write a cool riff like <laughs> it's never it's never in competition it's always just cuz you see people and I'm the lo- same. loving it I'm the same. and like how can you not want to be a part of that
2: but like yeah. you sometimes i struggle like i'm in front of my computer with my paper, my pencil, and I have to write a song, and I'm, I want to do so many different things. Yeah, it's hard sometimes. be know, to make a choice. The
1: the best thing to do, uh, I'm trying to remember. I think John Mayer might have said it, but it was just like he's like, just write the song, even if, if even if it's crap, just write it. Exactly. Because because then it gives good you good advice. Pr- it, well, because like he was just saying, he's like, if you're trying to write a good song, intentionally write a horrible song, like that's like so cheesy and has all the cliches. That way after you're done writing it and it's finished, when you go back to write the good song, you have perspective on what about that actually was good. You can go, oh, I know, now I have, I got it out. I got the jitters out. I got all the weird things. And with me with songwriting, that's a, that's a big one. Um,
2: how, do you, how do you process? For me, for example, I like to have um, a f- few days in a row of songwriting because mm-hmm. I know that the first day, like you said, something's going to come up that I, maybe I thought too much about it and yeah. it's out of the way. And then the next day when I come back, it's more like uh, spontaneous. And then I'll, the more I write, I think the better it is for me. After a while, I start to lose inspiration a little bit. And then I come back to what I got the second, third, and fourth day. Something, something yeah, like
1: I, that. well, to be, to be honest, um, I, I've been really grateful over the past six years to be writing my own music and to actually be like trying to put it out. I've been encouraged by many people to be putting out music, um, which I was really scared to do and uh even this ep that came out over the pandemic which already feels like forever ago um as in like putting out the ep um my friend troy irons who's a brilliant artist um she i showed her the batch of songs and i was like i don't even know what to do with these she goes literally go record them next month and i was like oh okay like bet i'll go record them and i did i recorded them and then i released them and she because i i respected her so much that i was like she was like what are you doing put this stuff out and so i did you know, and then and then all of a sudden I started going, oh, like I can just kind of keep doing this, and then,
3: mm-hmm. so
1: it's funny, like the the lifespan of Iron Point has only really been two years, like as it stands of as of, as this rock band thing, um, but uh, yeah, with the process with songwriting is really odd because I really can't write if I'm not feeling it, and um, I like my lyrics to be loose and colorful and creative and what do and you mean loose? Loose meaning like um, they're they're vague. You know they, they don't like I, I I write songs about things like if you really kind of thought about my song you'd think it's about three different things you wouldn't actually know it's about so what. So why
0: you identify with that's you yeah much.
1: I don't I never say like you know like he or she in my mm. song I never like I never do like it's up for interpretation. It's all up for interpretation like everything like even the concepts themselves it's like is he talking about sex or is he talking about like partying is you talk which is so funny because like you know I don't really party that hard I say I'm the party guy but what I mean is I just love hanging out with everybody and, and yeah, ha- having okay. that engagement but like um you know I like to put things in my songs that pull your attention somewhere else so that way um, you spend time thinking about the other thing while something else is coming and it's this it's a multi-layered thing um, but as far as the song writing goes it's it's hard for me like you know um, because um, I have so many ideas and um, being a session player for so long, being a drummer, um, I start to tell myself that things are incorrect because I'm so used to interpreting things as they should be. Right. But, um, but if you're, if you're making something up out of thin air, what what are the rules? Mm -hmm. And so right now my current, um, since getting back from tour, my, my new um, homework has been write it, leave it and just like, let it sit. Like whatever you wrote, Leave it as it is and if it resonates with you a week later, a few weeks mm. later, keep it. And if it doesn't and you forget about it, then
2: yeah,
1: that's okay. And and try I'm trying to have a lot of forgiveness with myself right now, um, because there are people like my friend um, Celeste in the band Talker, who she just she just writes the coolest songs all the damn time. But she's been working hard. Her and I used to do coffee shops back in Sacramento. I knew we were from Sacramento.
2: Oh, from I think Northern she California. mentioned you were you went to the same high school, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, so we were playing in coffee shops, like doing open mics. like And, and so to, for both of us to be out here, like I play drums for her from time to time. That's she's an cool. absolute rock star. She's so inspiring to me. Um, and, uh, you know, but like, but she's one of those people where she's been writing for years. For me, I've only been writing for half the time, if not less than everybody else around me. So I have to practice a lot of forgiveness. Otherwise, I get very uninspired very quick. I don't want to write.
2: I don't want to sing. You're too harsh on yourself. Yeah,
1: and and then I'm so I'm trying to be very forgiving and just remove that whole being hard on myself thing. I think the things I want the things I want to be strict on and regimented on are making sure I sit down to do it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's all. I don't care what comes out. Discipline. Yeah,
2: yeah. Writing consistently. Yeah,
1: because then because then if the sound changes, I'm okay with taking an Iron Point record in whichever direction. Like, you know, if the next record, I want it to be riff rock and loud and blown out, I can do that. If I, if the next record, I want it to be all like acoustic based, more raconteurs, more loose and live, it doesn't, it literally doesn't matter. And there's no rules. And I love that, but I have to, um, I have to be, again, because, because I can do all of it, you know, I have to be careful. 'cause, then, cause then, you know, otherwise I get in my head, Oh, it's not like the other thing and then, you know, and then I, I heard a lot of my ideas and Adam and I write together and that's the same thing that happens. Like, oh but I want it to be like I want to take like tame impala and then I want to take Audio Slave. And he's like, What? <laughs> you know? And uh, but it just it just sometimes doesn't work. But I uh, and sometimes it does. Sometimes I get really wacky shit from it.
2: And sometimes you, you you're inspired by your song you think you're going to copy the song and that in the end it doesn't even so- sound like it. And that's yourself. the best part. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's always going to sound like you no matter what. Like yeah. I'll, n- I'll never be you. Or I'll never be Chris. I'll never be anybody. Like I have me. But like, you know, it's fun because like then you get you. with So with me right now with songwriting, like the, the, the fun part is there are no rules. And I'm trying to learn to be really excited about that. Oh, that's cool. You know, yeah, that's and cool. and just get so pumped. So every time I sit down, I'm like, oh, I can literally just write a country tune if I want to, because I, you know, I love country music too. Like, you know, all different kinds of country music. And you
2: time. know, so yeah. many people. So in the end, maybe you're gonna give that song to somebody.
1: Yeah, I don't mind doing that either. If someone else likes it, you know, uh, you know, freaking uh, Andrew Hager, I put out a new song today, and um, uh, and and it ripped. And I, and I even messaged him. I'm like, dude, this is, it's so cool because like you know, like he he had shown it to me a while back in kind of the early stages, and he put it out, and it's such a massive. Um, step away from what he used to do and uh i was showing him some stuff that i was working on and i'm like and he's like do we have to write together and i was like dude i have so many iron point songs that i think he would crush like you know what i mean i was like i was like if you ever want material man you call me like you know and, and i have friends like that where i'm like hey like you want to hear this like maybe you can do something with it and that's what it's turning into recently which is awesome so nice. nothing is wasted
2: yeah yeah yeah, you never know what's never going to be know. the journey of a song. If you want a song, let me know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, let's do something. If you me. want a song for now, you, you can sing on one. You know, <laughs> maybe, now that maybe. she was on stage last Tuesday, I think she wants to start. That's her it. Own I, band I have now. to say it was
0: virus. it was one of the coolest things I've done in my life. It's I, so th- I thought I was going to be very like intimidated by, because we only rehearse at the um, rehearsing like space. Right, right. But then we didn't do any rehearsing on stage. That was literally my first time on stage ever. Very happy And for I you. just felt like I was... Not scared. I
2: was not. I was comfortable. She fucking grip the mic and scream, motherfucker! At the oh, audience. Yes.
1: That's so good. You know what? And and a little bit of booze doesn't hurt either. It helped a lot. I yeah, have to say
0: helped a lot. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe I was thinking. Maybe I need some like vocal lessons or something. Right. But like, I, maybe i was start like a punk band or something just for fun. Well, Ooh, if, you yeah.
1: have, if, if you ever need it, you you know many musicians. If you ever need help, holler. I'm happy to do. it I do. I do yeah.
0: want it. I was. Loved on. Yeah. Love Don
1: I'll, Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll Dave grill the record. I'll just play drums on it. Are you Fuck like, yeah. let you. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do a session for real. Anytime. I'm I'm so serious. I'm down.
2: <laughs> the hanging out sunset sessions.
1: There you go. Love that. There, there you, you go. go. There you go. You know, fun fact by the way. I had so much. So, so I, I was I've been a drummer for a long time, and the way that I got past my stage fright as a singer, I did karaoke every Saturday for two months.
0: Wow.
2: Oh my gosh. And and that's what got me past my stage. You fret. know, we have a concept. We have an experience yet. So we, we did that first night mm-hmm. last Tuesday. We're gonna do other nights that are coming, other concept. House parties, this is coming yeah. together too. But one of the concept we had early on was to do karaoke nights for the hanging out sunset. So that'll
0: be really fun.
2: Real karaoke. And sometime one of the band from the local scene come with their song as a audio track yeah. and they sing their song. Or I can sing a uh, Iron Point song too at uh, the key Please, key, you know, please, like a local. <laughs> my
1: God, I would love to do. I've I've had that concept. I wanted. I want. I've always wanted to do a record um, where it's like an acoustic record where I cover my favorite local band songs. Ah,
2: oh, that's amazing. And
1: I do versions of you know like a, I, Celeste has this one song that I love, and I was like, I, I want to do a version of that. Like Marshall, you know, I want I want to do a one of it before Teenage Race He had some other projects. and I want to do one for like on him and. And I've always wanted to do that, or nice. I cover I cover my friend's songs, and and I, but I've always wanted to do a like everyone's doing the split EP thing again, mm-hmm. where people share. Yeah, episodes. yeah, yeah. I want to do that shit again, where it's like where bands collab on an EP or you no know, Yard of Blondes featuring Iron Point and fucking yeah. you know like I, don't, I I would love
2: that stuff. That's man. amazing. I, I love one of dancing. the other things I wanted to do is uh, whenever we are putting a show for the podcast, mm-hmm. the bands that are gonna play together that night. We just go in the studio for one day before that, write a song together, record it right away. Awesome. And I talk to my friend Billy from Biohazard. He's oh, cool. our producer of our last record of a first record. <laughs> Yard of Blondes. <laughs> our first album. And he's down to help us doing something like that. So let's say we have Analog Party, Yard of Blondes, Iron Point on a on a bill together. the week before that we go to the studio, write a song. We all perform our set, and then we perform the song we wrote oh, together. Oh, that's, that's so cool! And we release it on the platforms the same day. Oh man, see, that's why I love you guys. I love that stuff. I love that. I'm you like, that? I,
1: I love it, man. Oh, let's do well, cause, it. Because, because, because again, you're getting people that's excited, fine. and also you're doing everybody a favor because you know people don't. Maybe all, maybe our different fans might realize they all like us all at the same concert, and then it actually becomes a possibility for all of us to be able to tour together, do things, and exactly, it exactly. doesn't hurt. It never hurts, and especially if there's an equal appreciation exactly. for doing it. And we all love rock music, so thank God. So, you know. Thank
0: God for rock music. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. David from Team Nowhere had another crazy idea. I'm not sure if I can say that on, on oh, the, uh, the, the train.
0: You can maybe edit it out. We can ask him and they can edit it out.
2: Yes, let's, let's do that. I'm going to be vague on purpose. But let's say we all take a train from L.A. to Seattle mm-hmm. and from Seattle to L.A., and we just rent one of the wagons just for us, and we set up all our gears there.
1: Oh, so like a jam in the van?
2: (laughs) But on a train, back and forth.
1: Yeah, it's like that Nirvana song. It's like, I'm on a plane, except I'm on a train. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm on a train. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't complain. Oh, no. Yeah. oh no, my gosh
0: so that, many ideas I so, know so that last event I did I did a song with um, Yara Blonde so maybe I'll do a song with Iron Point and please
1: and, you send the song because I was talking about my my, my buddies in the band uh, Spare Parts for Broken Hearts when I walked uh-huh. in and I, I keep mentioning Slave just because of the, the anniversary that just uh, came yeah. with the record and, and you guys were listening to it I had it on the car like I saw that, that. Po- I saw that you saw
0: that you reposted. To. I reposted too. Yeah. I was like so excited. Yeah,
1: I I I had to, and then and then my buddy Michael Grady, who plays guitar with me, um, he did a Cocheese cover yesterday, and like nailed it. And um, but uh, but no, yeah, I I let any song you want to do. And I'm going spare you parts. Like someone,
2: yeah, I like a stone cover.
1: Yeah, I did I did one last year. Yeah, yeah. But this but the guys in Spare Parts for Broken Hearts, which you guys have to check out, they rip. Um, should Sa- we invite them on the podcast? You soon? absolutely should, because Sarah uh, Sarah's Sarah's, Sarah's awesome, and you have to see them live cool unbelievable unbelievable live they just fucking rock um but i but we talked about doing an audio save cover together that's, and i would that's i would love that so that's we're gonna sick. make it happen a lot
2: a lot of chris cornell so i'm, I'm never mad about that <laughs> yeah. never 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 totally so yeah and um, yeah you're part of the podcast now because you got you got us uh celeste on our radar because last time we we talked with uh you and marshall mm-hmm, i meant we asked you who should we interview next? And you said, "Oh, you, you should have Celeste." Yeah, talker. talker. Hey, yeah. Hey,
0: tell us about Millie, right? You and told us
2: talker. about Millie. Oh, uh, Marshall did. Marshall did. Yeah. And we actually saw them
0: at the Troubadour, Troubadour a couple like weeks ago. Two weeks ago, yeah.
2: With an opening for Lily.
1: Wow! Oh, you Millie went to that show. And
2: Lily. Wow, Millie and Lily. That was a fucking great night.
0: I love them. They're
2: we, great.
1: I'm glad you enjoyed that. Yeah, that was Marshall's recommendation. Yeah. Yes.
2: Uh, so we've been trying to contact them unsuccessfully for now. So we'll, we'll, get, hit up, we'll, um, get, we'll get them here. Well, if sure. you hit, up, hit
1: up the spare parts of Broken Hearts, guys. And if you guys have trouble with them, let me know. I I, I don't think you would. They're they're really cool people. And That's you have to see cool. their shows. Like, so I, cool. I, I cannot stress enough how awesome they are. And I'm so glad I got to see them because I'd heard their name around town forever. And we all had a bunch of mutual friends. And I thought I got to meet Let's
0: them. Let's bring them to the community. You, you
1: bring guys. them in. They're yeah. good
0: people.
2: They're good people. So cool, cool. Well, I get. Uh, I hope we get to have them on our uh, one of our. Bills. Like I
1: said, you hang out with me, you know everybody. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, not, that's not true. That's not true. But. the king of the scene. Oh, hey, I would. That's. I would love, love nothing more. <laughs> right, eventually, eventually.
2: So when did you come back to LA? 2012, you said. 2010 to 10? 12. Oh, I went yeah. to college. Oh, okay. um, EMI. Yeah, and I was a
1: I was a short haired, uh, preppy little very very sheltered boy that did not was I wanted to be in LA so bad but I literally had no idea like he'd be in class and then like outside of the big window there's a homeless guy pissing on the fucking window like it was I was like oh no like it just like the craziest shit <laughs> <laughs> uh, going to school in Hollywood every day
2: Hollywood is fucking crazy
1: it's a wild place
2: uh, our drummer forrest he, he's been to the mi too I think. oh really yeah, i know a, a few people who've been there and they they turn out great musicians so they
1: do they're... turn out great musicians yeah yeah um but yeah i came back to la in 2010 to 12 and i went to mi and then i stuck with it have yeah.
2: you uh being able to live only playing music
1: uh i am before the pandemic i was uh, i had Quit my job about a year prior and I was actually doing pretty well on my own, um, making money doing music and then had to fall back on different resources, obviously, because of the year that we had or the year and a half. Um, But uh, now I'm getting back into it now. Now it's it's getting back to a place where, you know, you
2: guys just did a massive tour.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. How many dates? Well, it was almost seven weeks. It was like.
2: Wow. Yeah. And it's not done yet, right? No, it's done. It's It's done. done. All right.
1: Yeah, that was that was with the band Bad Flower and Dead Poet Society and dead I don't know if he has no Dead Poet Society too, oh, yeah. but yeah, they Oh re- yeah. Oh yeah, you know Dylan, of course. Yeah, he used, used to, to play in Yard of long. That's right. That's and right. we
0: also had them on the podcast. Yes. That's right.
1: That's, right. that's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, so, I cool, mean, so cool people. just just rippers, man, and it was a really eclectic mix of bands and it was it was just a long tour. It mean, was just loved, a lot of driving, a uh, lot of van. It looked it
0: looked like that? you guys were having fun, all this on the videos.
2: We had some fun. We had some fun. How'd you handle that though? It was
1: weird coming. I mean, like the teenage wrist hadn't also toured in like almost two years. So you have to think about for us, it was long. Like for everyone, it was long, you know, but, um, it was just a lot of driving and being like, Oh yeah, I remember like we drive all day. That's what, that, that's, what, <laughs> that's, what that's what, that's what we do. We drive all day. We sleep, we wake up, we set up, we play, we drive all day. We wake up, we sleep, we play. And it was just, you know, after a while you kind of go, Whoa, like, you know, it, it got really surreal for a second.
2: Yeah, but, we'll, it,
1: but I will say I'm really grateful for it because it put a lot of things into perspective for me. It, it reaffirmed, I do love doing music. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a lot of people tour that hard and they get very turned off because it's not an easy thing. Um, I bet.
2: It's, and it's, it's scary a little bit when you see more it it like that.
1: It's intimidating and it's very hard. And, like, and that doesn't mean that all of us didn't have our days. But like, you, you know, I think you just really need to... to if I'm going to give anyone any advice on touring is if you can't handle being on vacation for more than a week, Imagine being gone, and like not being comfortable for that long. Wow. Like, and, and we actually had it pretty well. Like, you know, we were able to like stay in hotels, which is very nice, not yes. like nice hotels, but pretty like cool. not always, you know. But like we, yeah, nice we were, to we were able a van. to, and yeah, on the floor, we were very grateful for that. We had a new van, that was awesome. Yay. So so it was very comfortable. Like, there's a lot of things to be grateful for, but it's hard. Touring is very hard, but it made me want to tour with Iron Point so goddamn bad. Because you, you start to realize, like, oh, wow, there's an audience for everyone. And every city's different. Every audience is mm. different. So you start to get ideas of, like, oh, like, if I played in blah, 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 fucking Idaho, you know, they probably would like Iron Point. But then, but then the craziest part is you don't know. And so what I love about the whole mystery of touring is that, you like, you know, everyone has these ideas of what it's going to be. And then you go out and do it. And it's it's hard. It's different. You show up every day. You're playing the same set most of the time. and yeah. um sometimes there's a lot of people sometimes there's not sometimes people love it sometimes people hate it there's a lot of hot and cold and if you're not willing to put up with that kind of criticism don't do it It, it's it's just gonna wreck you um for me i don't care i get bummed out with bad crowds don't get me wrong but um i'm gonna keep doing it until you know everyone's Pumped, mm-hmm. but like you know, but but that that was the thing about it. Touring is just a very very long thing. But I'm glad to be home because you know uh the first couple days I was home, like my vision was stretching because I was like on the road so much. Like I was like, <sighs> like stuff would feel far away and like it was so weird. <laughs> but but um, it was cool. You get to see the country, you know. And you had time.
2: mccoy on the tour. Oh,
1: I love mccoy so much. <laughs> Giant
2: killer bats, baby. Shout Our out cowboy.
1: Oh, dude, I I love I love him so much. He. And I had a blast on that tour. <laughs> I'd be I'd be like, Hey man, where are you at? He goes, I'm at the pub. I'm like, Oh, okay. And, like, and then likewise he'd be like, Where are you? I'm like, You know where I am. And he would walk around the corner to the pub whatever we know what city we were in, and we'd sit and drink together. Like <laughs> Love him so like he's just such a delight, man. We listened to so much music. That's the cool part about it too. Like he was like, Hey, that new album came out by um was it the DMAs or whatever? He's like, "He like, put that on and like, put this on and like and we and we just listened to um ton of Records. There was a really cool record, um uh what are they called um uh, what are they called uh we we played with them uh at shaking knees a couple of years ago um uh, if i can never remember their name it wasn't war on drugs the new war on drugs record is beautiful we listened to that um i can't think of the name i'll come it's back it's funny to it because
2: we first interviewed him as mm-hmm. giant killer bats and that's how we got introduced to yeah. you when he said he was touring with you in the first place we had no clue and uh he said the same thing for the previous story was with you guys it was like oh i uh and listen to so much new music thanks to those guys on the oh uh the parquet
1: tour. courts that band. Oh, okay that new record that's that's what we listen to yeah but that's we, we would just share records he and i listened to like practically the whole oasis discography uh-huh like you know because he, cause he Who loved doesn't, it. Who doesn't? <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know anyway it, it's so phenomenal you know and we listened to all the liam gallagher solo shit we listened to like high flying birds like too. Yeah. you know we were just we were just being total dickheads listening to so much shit. We, we were like then we we're like listening to like you know the band and like uh-huh. you know we listened to the eagles like every other week because you know because like the eagles are just saving our life and this tour. like this whole tour was sponsored by the eagles right? like we love the eagles what about that, that? yeah it's just so funny like teenage <laughs> riffs who knew they loved the eagles yeah, <laughs> yeah. we love the eagles we we were listening to that's joe walsh so much nice. we were listening to james gang and yeah it was fun that's,
2: that's cool fun. yeah that's cool
0: we all love the eagles
2: yeah i hope uh we can see uh mccoy play perform as a giant killer bass soon yeah well, we yeah. should yeah. Hit, that too. hit him up and uh call him and say hey yeah you want to be at the next i'll uh, be drumming for him so Oh cool!
0: Oh, let's yeah. let's do it. Yeah, let's
2: do it. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to
1: get him a show at Harvard instead We'll too. be it will yeah. be
0: fun to have Iron Point and McQuaid with drum for McCoy. Yeah.
1: Oh, if you had McCoy and I interview together, you guys wouldn't get anything done.
2: <laughs> well, yeah. sounds like a
1: plan then. Hey, get it, get it going. Yeah. Get <laughs> it going.
0: Uh, what about the Olive Olive Garden reveals?
1: Oh, we're gonna yeah. He, he and I have to bring back the Olive Garden official reviews. <laughs> um, he and I have he and I have plans to meet up at the local olive garden in i think between he and I i's like glendale and and then we're just going to go get trashed after and write the review so yeah that's it's we have plans the olive garden so tour there is, of america so there's
0: more coming on that
1: we, we have a goal to play every olive garden across the united states uh, that the, the olive garden tour i
2: love that yeah. i love that that's a good sponsorship
1: oh yeah oh my god breadsticks forever carb carb the carb tour the carb the carb below tour yeah, <laughs> yeah
2: and uh, I had a question sorry it's not related oh, I should right. have asked before but I think because uh, uh, we're talking about all these people that are linked actually mm-hmm. and they're linked to our podcast too I'm so we're so fortunate McCoy and uh, uh, I wanted to ask you uh, did it correct that Marshall uh, actually produced the EP from Iron Point? yeah he did yeah he, he,
1: he mixed it and produced it uh, and he's only getting better he, he has such an ear um, I really you know if you guys ever have a chance to sit down with Jess Marshall ever and just talk with him, uh-huh. even outside of a podcast, like one of the most brilliant people on the planet, like probably one of the best songwriters in the city. And I know that's a really big statement, but like you, you, just, you, you very rarely meet people so naturally that talented. Um, like for me, songwriting is an exercise. I have to get good at it for him. He's just good at it. Like, and, and, he's, and, and producing stuff he just knows what to go in there and he's so good at it so yeah he but the first iron point ep that was all him we just did it for fun and i was like just make it rock and he did he crushed it cool. and, and he loved yeah. doing it it was so fun because it was i think it was fun for him to also get away from mm-hmm. uh, sort of a different style of music and to do something that was more again loose loose meaning like just unashamed like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, a lot of references were like oh like make it like black crows and make it like this and like you know we were just so we were having a total blast so yeah cool well yeah. I hope I answered all you guys' questions, by the way. I, I realize I went off on
2: like so many tangents oh, about no. Weird Al and what shit. Yeah, we love. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, we try to not prepare too much or <laughs> our conversations. Yeah. We we, we want to know who are our guests up school and what have they have done in their career up front, but we, we want to make sure that
0: it flows it naturally. flows and uh, it's yeah. a conversation yeah, and
2: not, yeah. You know, no, absolutely. Not, no pressure so <laughs> yeah. but if you guys need to
1: know anything let me know like, i don't want to take away from any questions you had in mind but otherwise, no, don't worry don't no, worry it fine. was you're all great, great. yeah great.
2: we're gonna listen to a song now that you're gonna choose and uh from my point so yeah. which one should we listen to play
1: em golden we just released it and um we're super proud of that one and uh we just put out the video that marshall's girlfriend Lindsay mann uh, directed and um, oh, our friend, our friend Sharice Anderson, who I got, I got to shout her out, man. She she came in on that tune and she just put her vocals on it, and she is just such a natural like artist and just brilliant musician and singer. Um, so shout out to Sharice, shout out to Lindsay, whose birthday it is today. Um happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah, well, I don't know when this comes out but it'll be, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I the point is Yeah, but the but, uh, but anyway, but Golden got you know the super super proud of that one and Yeah, you all should be to listening it. to Golden yeah. It's a great song. We love to we'll hear that, yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: Thank you so much anthony for joining us again on the podcast oh, i'm happy to be here and uh you'll come again oh yeah sure. I'll, I'll, oh yeah i will and we'll do stuff together anytime for All the community for, yeah, for us st- stay tuned on our social <laughs> yeah.
0: media we'll have some fun stuff for you guys soon
2: awesome thanks guys bye